ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Welcome to Bright. Hello, welcome to Fright Central, where we talk all things horror. I'm Keck, and I'm here with Kevin Doc. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? It's uh, going all right, man. I uh, just had my um, 37th birthday uh, on Sunday. What about you? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, that's great. Uh, 37, eh? Are we, are we skipping a few years there? <laughs> I don't know. It was it's funny because I was talking to my buddy and he had said, um, well, how old are you this year? And I was like, 37. He's like, wait a minute. You're, you were a year older than me, weren't you? And I was just like, I don't think so. And he's like, so you're saying like you actually went back in time a few <laughs> years and that's what you're celebrating? Like, well, we're, well, for the people that don't know, uh, Keck and I share a birthday, uh, October 18th, but, uh, uh, yeah, you're a little bit older than I am, but, uh, we it's, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme's birthday too, I think. Yes. Yes, it is. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I always wish him happy birthday every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Like but, uh, yeah, anyway, um, I just want to touch on something from uh, our last cast, which about the worst finales and uh, how we were talking about Dexter and how we uh, were wishing it would come back. And news drops like a week later that Dexter's coming back. He is back. <laughs> Visionaries. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they announced that uh, everyone's returning. <laughs> the original showrunner from the first four seasons who did, uh, you know, the, the best four seasons, in my opinion. The Australian woman's going to be back, right? Who's the it? one that Dexter was in a relationship with, who went to Argentina with his kid, because that's oh, really the only all thing I care about. All they've said is that they're they're picking up right off, off from the last season. This is only going to be a limited run. It's ten ten seasons. I mean, ten episodes, and uh, that this is like their second finale. That they have yeah. a chance to fit because uh, like Michael C. Hall's come out and, and like you know didn't like the ending. I think the original showrunner didn't like it either. And, and uh, nobody liked it. It yeah. was like rated it not yeah, not only for the like, horror genre. It was like rated. It was considered to be like one of the worst endings to any show in history. Yeah, but I mean they weren't out uh, like promoting like oh like I love this ending. There's no need to come back. You know what I mean? They were like, yeah, let's come back if we can. And like he's like I know Michael C. Hall's been trying to come back for for ages to read. Uh, I don't I don't even know what he's doing now. I wasn't sure. Like I haven't seen him in anything. I've like, seen him I, pop I, up I, in like a movie here and there, but then like yeah, I haven't seen him in, in much either. I I've just been, assumed like, for him, he but, got typecast. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as a as a friendly um, serial killer. But yeah, I'm glad they're bringing that back, uh, and hopefully they'll uh, they'll fix the ending. Uh, a lot of people were like, "No, why bring it back? The ending sucked." And it's like, "No, that's exactly why you should bring it back. Like, don't bring back these other series that have a good ending." Like, I don't know. Like the thing, like, the ending was ter- the have. ending was really terrible. Like, I mean, are they? Gonna, is it going to be like a sequel? Like where like he starts killing other lumberjacks? They said it picks up right where the, the the last one left off, the last season left off. Oh, geez. So he's like, he's gonna find out that like his like 
son and his girlfriend are in trouble and like head down to Argentina and start, oh, dude, it's going to be, oh, God, they're probably going to bring politics into it too. Oh, motherfuck. He's going to have to kill his way across the country. Just let the dead die. Like, no, I'm excited for it's it. It's over. He's a lumberjack. <laughs> I thought that'd be exciting news. Uh, it is. It is exciting news, and I think it's funny that we were just talking about it. And you're saying, like, apparently, like one of the working theories is that they brought it back because the ending was so bad, yeah. and they know that they, I guess, still have a fan base. You know what I mean? Because every year people bring up how bad the ending was. Yeah, maybe oh, they like, just listen to our podcast and they were like shit man you need to bring that shit back <laughs> that would be like the most random thing ever if the guy's like yeah you know i was just listening to like this obscure podcast that like nobody listens <laughs> like to and ever. nobody obviously cares about <laughs> but it gave me an idea <laughs> so yeah that would that would that'd be really something but uh yeah then um so i want to go through uh some of the the movies and shows we watched uh this past month because i've been doing a uh a complete binge i've been watching at least one horror thing <coughs> a day whether it's a tv episode or a uh, movie so we're like 20 days in now and i've been constantly watched uh, the first thing that i watched that was uh something that i'd seen before because everything else has been brand new was cabin in the woods and i didn't do that till saturday when i was you had never seen cabin in the woods no that's the only one at everything that i've seen in the last 17 days that i have seen before so like oh all right brand new shit for me (laughs) i I was gonna say that would be like for you that would be like a pretty big miss oh yeah like you know because like that 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 was like i thought that it it seemed like it was like gonna be like such like a you know very typical cliche of you know like you know i mean you you do a whole fucking cast on that easily i mean yeah a lot to talk about there but yeah that (laughs) that's a classic movie for me like from what i mainly watched um is you know i watched netflix uh haunting of Bly manor by um What's his name? Flanagan? Mike Flanagan? Flanagan. Yeah, he only, uh, he only, I think he wrote, he might have wrote, written all of them, but he didn't, I think he only directed the first episode. He He only directed the first episode. Um, Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he's, I, I'm pretty sure he wrote at least most of it and he he produced it, right? I mean, he's, yeah. yeah um yeah but yeah yeah, i mean i yeah i I always consider i just you know i see it as his project and his project only mainly um i know uh, it's just that last season he had written and directed every episode every episode yeah yeah i gotcha yeah Yeah, he he only did you're saying he only did the first one of bly yeah 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 Um, i mean we can we can talk about uh bly manor first if you want yeah, well, I was just saying, um, I had watched that, and um, after watching, well, a lot of people, you know, I had actually read some of Hill House, the Shirley Jackson uh, novel, but it was called something else, and I was just reading, like, I read, like, 30 pages online or something, and I realized, like, I was like, wow, this doesn't really have anything to do with the haunting of Hill, and, like, then, like, I went, and I saw people say that it was very, very loosely based yeah. on Hill House, the first one, so anyway, 
But um, yeah, um because like... I watched Bly Manor, I rewatched Hill House okay. because I wanted to compare the two. So that's most of what I saw. In, what like, would you think last... of uh, Bly Manor? Uh, well, if we're going to jump into that first, yeah. um, here's the thing. Uh, I went into Bly Manor. Uh, it had only been out for about 24 hours. I didn't check any reviews to see what anyone else's impression was. I want a complete freshie. I didn't want to, you know, hear anything from anybody. And I had time. So I was like, you know, this is great. I'll just try binge as much as I can. I think you were trying to do the same. Yeah. Um, my first impression is I really, really liked what I was seeing. Um, I absolutely love the actress that they brought back. Like, you know, I think she she's from Philly. And I didn't know this, but like, you know, she, I thought, was the strongest actor in the Hill House series. And so I was really happy they brought her back. I didn't realize that before Hill House, she was basically unknown. Wow. Yeah, like she, she before Hell House, the only thing she had acted in were shorts. She had never been in like a feature length movie before. And if you like go and look, several of the other actors like Kate Siegel and stuff like that, who is Flanagan's second wife, and that may have had a little something to do why she got the part because her career she had i don't think done much more than shorts and a few like random television episodes like csi or something like that and you know i mean i didn't realize until starting to watch Bly manor that a lot of the actors that he brought back that were in hell house had very like you know amateur you know career thus far they were sort of still in like the novice category and i did not know that and when i saw that it centered around her i was like real happy i liked the kids they had these really annoying british accents but like they were, cute. <laughs> they were cute kids and you know yeah. british kids are like creepier than american kids i think and so they're like better for horror yeah and so like you know i was like, like you know all right and i i really i enjoyed the first few episodes but for me right after i think episode five was called altar of the dead and it was my favorite the, the, the yeah that, i think that was considered like the most popular episode that's when After they first episode introduced the five dream what's that it's when they first introduced the dream hopping with the um what's her uh face the um the the black chick the bald what was the the, the um she was uh the housekeeper yeah right like, she was, was the housekeeper that? And then the um, the the French Indian man, I think he was the cook. Uh, Mrs. Brooks. Yeah, she was. I think her position at the house was like housekeeper. The other guy was a driver cook. Um, yeah. And what's her name? Is it is it Laura Padretti? Her uh, is it Laura? I think her last name's Padretti. You know who I'm talking about? The Laura Padretti. She was pretty much the lead. She was the bent neck lady in, in the Haunting of Hill House. Uh, Victoria Pet Pet Victoria Petretti, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I thought oh, she was, working. yeah. What's that? Uh, yeah, go on. I thought, um, which McCall, I thought like she was great. I, I, I loved, like I said, I loved the cast. First five episodes, um, I, I really enjoyed, but after episode five, like, I, 
it just drug on. Like I didn't care about any of the backstory, like the episode that they did in black and white when it was like, I started and I was just like, wow, you know, I just, I, I became totally disengaged. Like it, it, it just turned off for me. And I, and like uh, two, two episodes went by and I was like, fuck man, it's too, like nothing happened. I was like, you know, like this was a lot slower than the haunting of hell house, but I still enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And like after the first five episodes, it just drug on by the time it got to the last episode, I was halfway done that. I just had lost all interest or care for what happened to fucking anybody. Um, I I agree with that. Like it's, yeah. Haunting a Hill House definitely uh, had started off, I thought, a little slow, and then ramped up and got better as it went along. And Bly Manor started off really well, and then just kind of meandered off. I mean, it was it's it wasn't a ghost story; it was a love story. It was about love, grief, dealing with death and shit like that. And then there was kind of ghosts in the background because there was only one ghost that was even threatening, and. the other and you could you didn't even see all the back i mean you like the audience could see all the background ghosts and like you would assume the kids could because it told the one to shut up and it kind of had the placements of where they all were in the dollhouse but like they weren't for anyone else except for the audience they didn't do anything but like turn or stand there creepily and then like they had they got their backstory and it was just like oh so it's just a real sad fucking shit happened to them and they're stuck there and then like but they don't harm anyone only the uh the lady of the lake ever harmed anyone and that i was mean did you care way. when they brought in like when um the guy that played luke from hell house and um the previous nanny the um yeah the the, the previous nanny the the black woman when they brought her when they started telling the story of her and him, yeah. I was just like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I liked how it was building. I was like, oh shit, this is going to, like, these two Brits are real creepy. I was like, they did a homage to Amityville with the closet scene. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that was from Amityville. Like, and whenever I see a closet scene where somebody's, ba- when a woman's banging on the door screaming, let me out. Like, you know, I know they're always paying tribute to Amityville. And like, I was just like wow shit i was like i think this is gonna be and then like it it seemed like they took away from the story of the new nanny and the two kids and like what was going on in the house and they seemed to bring these two other characters into it that i didn't want to know about and they didn't build them up to be anything so i didn't care about them yeah yeah, i was kind of just hoping that would go away and i was like oh fuck yeah the story centers around them yeah, after the uh, fifth episode, it really <clears throat> started doing everyone's backstory all the way back to like the first people that owned the house. Yeah, like I didn't really need all this information. You could have told a complete story with about this ca- this character going <clears throat> in the new nanny, and like you could have like yeah, it kind of went off the uh, deep end. I thought the uh, at the end of it, I mean, it was still good, but it wasn't like it wasn't a horror story anymore. Like, it was funny because I watched the first episode with Matt and, like, the very opening when, when like, you know how it takes place at the uh, the girl's wedding and, mm-hmm. uh, and and she's telling this ghost story and, we're, 
wait, how long is this? Is she has she been telling that story for nine hours? Because <laughs> yeah, oh, Car- like Carla Gugina. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I really could have used a little more Carla in this as well. Um, you I was know, like, I mean, man, were people like just standing there? Like while she was talking for nine she hours. She says it's not a short story. So yeah, I guess like after the meeting, like after or after the wedding, like they took some time out and like rather than drinking, partying and like dancing to, you know, their first wedding song, like they just sat there for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them stood there for nine hours because it comes back yeah. and they're like standing there and she's like, yeah, I told you that was going to be a long story. <laughs> was, yeah, like, nine hours. <laughs> And then, like the, uh, and then the opening scene when Miss Gross was leaning over the well with the kid behind her, both <clears> me and Matt <throat> were like, "She's dead." And we we're like, either the kid pushed her down the well, or the kid convinced her to jump down that well. But we both knew, like from the bat, we were both like, "Yeah, she's dead." And yeah. then you could see the little hints, like, uh, like of her not eating or not drinking, for the first few episodes. I thought the kids might have been ghosts too. Oh, maybe. Yeah, no, but uh, like coming in because that guy was just so fucking shady. Like when she was interviewing for the job and she was like, So, what's the deal? Like, oh, you mean Henry Thomas? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was great. I, I don't understand where, like, the like I thought it was like his ghost that was haunting him and like he was dead or something. I was uh, just like, What's going on? I don't know. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, I mean. But when she was interviewing for the job, she had said something like, what's the deal? Like, you're talking about two exceptional children. The boy apparently got expelled from boarding school. Apparently, like, very bright. Like, why are they being homeschooled? Like, you know what I mean? Why, like, if they're such exceptional children, why aren't they at, like, you know, both at private schools getting, like, you know, the best education money can buy? And he seems like he doesn't want to answer. And so when she went there, I'm like, these kids are going to be fucking ghosts, aren't they? They're going to be like specters that can only be seen on the property. And I was right that there were specters that could only be seen and live on the property. But yeah, the children were not ghosts. I, I, I thought that though, because like they, it, it seemed like he never wanted to go there to see them. And I, they did explain why he didn't want to see them at, in the end because of the affair and everything. But like, I was just like, all right. So I, I just thought the kids were, you know, real creepy and were going to be like British children, specter, ghost thing. I just but they were not. So I was wrong. Kids so much that he was like, I'm going to hire somebody else to take care of these and I'll, kids and I don't ever want to fucking see these kids. That's why I thought he, that's why I thought he didn't want to go to the house because yeah. he was just like, nah, man, I, I'm not dealing with my fucking brother's kids. Like, fuck that. Well, shit. they said he started calling and hanging up. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, just talking about in the beginning. Yeah, I've been like up to up to the interview part. Yeah. Like like that's when I was like, man, he just he must really fucking just hate kids that he doesn't want to go there. That was my thought. I didn't think the kids were dead. I knew he, he, he hated kids so much that he, he had a second one. <laughs> like you I would think after like the first child, if you hated children, you'd be like, All right, like no, those we're are only having kids. one. Those you didn't know they were his well. At least one of or she's. You didn't. Well, I'm calling him his because you found out at the end that the one was his. Yeah, but I'm saying like when you first go through that interview, you you know that you all at least they're you're told that they're his brother's kids, not his kids. Yeah. 
So that's yeah, why I was well, saying, like I, I guess I was jumping ahead to you the end ahead, when yeah. you find out that the girl actually is his child. Was, Unless I, I missed something about, really big. No, I was just talking about from the beginning, like from that first yeah. interview, because that's what we were. Uh, so you just thought he really hated children? Yeah, I didn't think the children were dead. I thought he just really hated children. <laughs> so, yeah. and I was like, I get that. They are <laughs> they are really annoying British kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I thought. Like, you know, like, oh God, perfectly splendid. That girl kept saying perfectly splendid, yeah. and I was cool because I was like, all right, I know Flanagan's creative. Perfectly splendid is going to mean something later on. So you fucking pay attention to this little fucking was, Brit going around saying perfectly. You know, yeah. And it was it apparently didn't really mean anything, did it? No, it was just from them calling the other one uh poppins mary poppins you know just yeah and then like she had explained it so that's where she got it from from her previous one and then they kept calling i just thought there was going to be like something at the end where like you were just like oh shit yeah no it's just something she heard and picked up yeah (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't really that clever um Uh, I thought I the guess, best, yeah, the like uh, let's talk about the best episode, which was episode five, the uh, with Mrs. Alter Gr- the Dead, the dream, uh, the dream hopping, because that wasn't. Is, was it called Alter the Dead? I thought it was called Alter the Dead. Was it called Alter the Dead? Let's see. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, the Altar of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, yeah, the one with her dream hopping, because that's when you find out that she that she actually died, because it it shows you that she had fell down the well like right before uh danny had showed up and uh, i the I, house, I the housekeeper this is yeah yeah i had guys yeah uh yeah her name was uh, miss gross uh and uh yeah i saw that from the beginning i was like yeah i think she's dead because you see her like not eat and not drink and then it kind of leads up to that episode where she's jumping through her memories and stuff like that yeah place and at first uh, um i was like all right I still think she's dead, but the, that scene reminded me of the scene from um, Castle Rock with uh, when Kathy Bates was doing the uh, – or was it Kathy Bates? No. Who was it? Uh, Sissy Spacek was, was having dementia, and she was kind of jumping through her memories and trying to keep track of where she was. Yeah. That's what, the, that's what this episode reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, yeah. that could be a really good way to show uh, dementia because, like, she was saying that – her mom had dementia and then you saw the children having the same thing though too yeah and like the i can't remember what the little girl's name was but like she started like figuring out like during her dreams um and during her daydreams like she came to the realization that she was in a dream and what was happening to her didn't make logical sense because she was she knew she was this old in real life but in these memories she was this old so she was able to deduce like fact from fiction reality from dream world and i mean i thought that was pretty cool i was just like all right you know but then um it did not end up uh yeah i thought all the dream the dream hopping where she didn't want to like come to terms with her death and then like the other parts were he like the um the two uh ghosts could jump into the the kids bodies by just like touching them yeah that was cool because then you can if you go back and look at some scenes earlier you can tell when uh 
um, the guys and the little boy. That know. was technically, I mean, they weren't demons, but that was possession. It was possession. They yeah. seemed like evil. That I, I did not see. I didn't. I was just like, what the like? They're and possessing was, the children against their wills. Like and when it was, uh, it seemed like the. Yeah, it was kind of really against their will. But that's what the yeah, that's what the one guy wanted too. He was like, "We're gonna jump into these kids' bodies, and we're gonna take over, and it's cool. Like we're gonna put them in their best memories, yeah. where they can like you know do a being John Malkovich type thing, and like you know, it's just they like, stay in their memories forever. Yeah. yeah, I was like, dude, that's fucking evil. Like. Yeah. That is like two evil spirits, you know what I mean? And like when the guy just thought that was all right, and you know the uh, the ex nanny was just like, "We can't do this," and, and it involved killing both the kids, yeah. or at least killing the little girl. Like I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, "You know," so that's the horror. It turns out that these two people that were in love with one another and one died and the other girl, like he, he killed her too. Yeah. He killed her. He tricked her into committing suicide. Yeah. It was just like, I was just like, what? I don't know. It just, th this story didn't work for me, but yeah. I don't know about you. And this is why I rewatched Hill house is because I think that Flanagan did such a good job with Hill House. Like, I mean, that just set like a very, very high bar and a very high standard. And I don't know if there's anything he could have done that could have possibly kept on pace with that because Hill House, I thought, might be at least one of the greatest horror series I've ever seen before. And uh, I, I think so. I think in fairness, I need to say I'm comparing it to that. And that's a lot to chew. Yeah. But I, I just, I did not, I, like I said, I thought it was a good first half. Um, I, I did like the build up of the story, but then when it got to the point where, you know, they were really getting to the bread and butter, like it just collapsed for me as a concept. Like I, I, I did not. Yeah, absolutely. To me, it was like, it was a drama with like that had some ghosts in it like that yeah it wasn't it wasn't a horror series like the first one i mean sure there was a lot of like you know family stuff dealing with grief and and, and addiction and stuff like that in the first one but it was also like way more frightening as well yeah and this one just didn't i mean it had some of those moments in the beginning with the uh with danny's uh ex-fiance who you kept seeing like flashes up with the glowing eyes i thought that was like probably the creepiest part of the of the uh series but then like the rest of it was just kind of like meh like all right like cool i see that ghost there but they don't really fucking do anything <laughs> so, no. so. And, i mean with the haunting of hell house like you were kind of hinting at haunting of hell house there were ghosts and it was really fucking scary and at the same time, the ghosts were in that show were kind of used more almost as metaphor for the different stages of grief. You yeah. know, they tackled issues of substance abuse and mental illness, childhood traumas and how they, you know, uh, develop adults that like are wanting inside. Like, I mean, it was real. like at the end of Hill House with the way you kind of look at everything, even though I thought the actual last 25 minutes was horrifically terrible and i'm not gonna get into that again but like you know 
you realize that, like, I don't know. I guess uh, I've sort of lost my train of thought a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what happened? I started thinking about the ending of Hill House, like, suddenly like I just like you know how your life could flash before your eyes I just saw that like last 25 minutes in about five seconds and I was just like, but what I meant was it tackled like very serious issues yes. and um the horror the ghosts were sort of like a sort of like a subplot or like I said a metaphor for like the demons that they were going through like emotionally and i i just thought like i thought it was all so fucking clever like <laughs> i really did like you know i'll flatter the shit out of the guy i thought it was so fucking clever i thought it was really well executed he took actors and actresses that like were very new to the business and they did a great job everybody was working in unison like there was good harmony i just thought it was really impressive and uh this i don't know i don't know if this was actually supposed to be a sequel to it it's a totally separate story no it's a totally separate story i mean blind manor is not supposed to represent hill house at all right no uh it's it's based on the turn of the screw which has been adapted before with like yeah the innocence uh the others is loosely based on it and um they just did one recently this year called the turn um but it, yeah it's like so when i was watching the, the the beginning with her going to take care of these kids i was like i already kind of know this story mostly <laughs> like yeah. with her going to take care of these kids and like they're either you know trying to drive her insane or, or to kill herself or there's actually ghosts and you're not really sure and like and then the others had the brilliant uh um twist with like uh spoilers on a 20 year old movie but like that they're actually dead the, the whole time and they're the ones haunting the the place because she can't uh um move on from what she did and uh and stuff to her kids and so yeah so you're talking I, about nicole kid you're talking about nicole yeah. kidman right yeah yeah she looked uh, fucking great in that movie. I, I don't know what happened. I think we talked about it too, yeah. like during, the, and it was more like than just saying like, "Oh, Nicole Kidman's hot." Uh, yeah. Like she just like looked real. I something happened when I guess when her and Tom Cruise got a divorce, like she somehow like suddenly just got ten years younger real fast. She got all her uh, all her energy <laughs> back from uh, tom cruise you know like, yeah like she she just seemed like i don't know she just immediately looked 10 years younger or something so i mean it, it, yeah she had a real glow going into that movie like ghost or no ghost um yeah but that yeah i i hear exactly what you're saying like yeah, yeah you, oh yeah you, what i was uh saying was like before. yeah yeah not only did i hear the story before but I, oh the uh point that you were making about um how the ghost from hill house kind of traumatized them from childhood to adult you find out the end of bly manor that they don't even the kids don't even remember any of the ghosts or anything like that and i'm kind of like that was kind of a a big portion of your life with with you uh with ghosts and stuff like that and you're just gonna forget it later on i was like i don't know i was like i like the way hill house did it because like it was all them dealing with the effects on on uh their childhood traumas in a different way as they got older this one was just like no we forget we're gonna live happily ever after like yeah yeah i i especially i i remember resonating a lot with luke's character because like you know they 
from like an early age, like nobody really believed the Luke, like a lot of the stuff, like he said, they thought he was telling stories. And of course, as he grew older, he wasn't, he didn't like really want to become like a heroin act because like, let me just say like people that do heroin, like most of them are not happy people. Like nobody like just starts doing that because like, you know, I mean, they think it's like, I guess there are some people that maybe, but like for the most part, like there's an underlying issue there. And like, I like how they explore Luke's character. Like that was like one of the only things he knew how to do to cope with the pain that he was going through in his real life he had explored other issues he had tried therapy had tried talking to people he had you know tried to work out his demons in constructive ways but like nobody like took him serious and like he felt very alienated um and marginalized by like his peers and like you know that was the only way he could cope with it and then you know others handled it with sex and steve i I don't know i i I mean i obviously i don't want to do a cast on hill house again but like it was just uh, i i can't say enough after re-watching it for a second time and catching all the things I missed, like I was telling you about the long take that I noticed um, in the funeral home when Nell died and they had it in, uh, shit, I can't remember her name, but in this big sister who went into funeral services in her funeral home, there's like a rather long take. And I, I hadn't noticed that the first time. Um, and I just watched it and was like, wow, like, there was a lot I missed, like, not only, like, you know, in terms of, like, the story and, like, what was happening, but, like, also, like, a lot of, like, directorial things that were really clever that I didn't notice the first time. So, like, I can't, you know, praise it enough. And did that have something to do with me disliking Bly Manor? Maybe, but I think, in general, the story lacked. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and but uh yeah yeah um i'm done talking about that if you want to if you want to move on <laughs> you, you're pulling uh a forrest gump that's all i have to say about that all i have to say about that yeah i mean that's all you have to say about that yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably think of other things that uh that'll come up later but uh Hey, asked and explained. Got it. Yeah. Um, but what else? I had seen Antebellum. Did you? Did you see Antebellum as yes. well? Yes, I did watch Antebellum as well. That was a, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, from the trailers, though, it wasn't as like, you know, it says like this mind-bending horror film. But then once you see the twist and. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll spoil it, and I'll just mark down like what time we'll. Yeah. we'll well, I was thinking about Antebellum a little bit when you were talking about Blind Manor not being a horror movie because, like, I didn't the way like like you said, I thought the trailer was very deceptive, and I didn't. I thought like Antebellum was more like sort of like a psychological thriller more than like a horror movie really um you know it was definitely well why don't you 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 were starting to just give your thoughts yeah um yeah i was gonna say it wasn't really uh i didn't find it mind-bending i thought it was gonna be more like sci-fi thriller ish and then it was just you know it was just the village (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, you've seen the village. Then the, vi the village meets like kind of like a deranged version of Westworld. Yeah. In but, that they like had a stage. But everyone's aware that they're in the village. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Well, the people that went, but the, like the people that went to the village, like dressed as Confederate soldiers to role play, they were all going to Westworld. They were yeah. going to the yes. theme park. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's where I was going with that. Okay, I see that. Yeah. So, but yeah, then everyone that was stuck there and like you know, you know, um, beaten and and abused and uh made slaves again like they were like they were put in the village but like the monsters along like the outskirts of the woods keeping you from getting back into the real world war were the uh confederate you know racist white people <laughs> so I thought, the, I thought the, the like, question that. and like that's not even like a good fucking village i mean a good shaman movie but it yeah. was such parallels to this and like I, I I admit I didn't know where it was going for most of it because it, it I thought it started off really well too. Uh, I was like, man, this should get like you know best costumes or something like that because I thought we were gonna watch. Like, yeah, it did start off like oh. very dramatic and yeah. like the the music was great. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like the opening scene was like very very compelling. I was like, oh wow. I was like, what have we here? And then I don't really know what happened. It seemed, like I said, I don't know. It seemed like it was sort of like incomplete. Um, I think that has something to do with like me psychologically thinking like that because of the pandemic, like a lot of people are going to take shortcuts and maybe like take like extreme liberties in the editing and try to... This together would have works at the for the pandemic happened. Yeah, I know. Psychologically, <laughs> as I just said, yeah. I'm having like sort of like a crisis conspiracy theory yeah, in my mind. This year, <laughs> where like nothing is finished <laughs> and like you know like everything. Yeah, so like that's sort of but. I don't know. It seemed to me like the movie kind of had like um, a bit of an identity crisis. Like, I don't know really what it wanted to be. Did it want to be like this freaky sci-fi horror thing like The Village? Was it trying to make like a political statement? Like, what? Like, was it supposed to be like this? Like, I, I, I don't know what exactly it was shooting for. I don't know what audience it was going for. Yeah. Um, because I didn't see it as like a horror movie really. Um, well, I guess it was a horror movie in the way like the Shawshank Redemption was a horror movie because a lot of people call Shawshank. I, I didn't see it the same way. I mean, in, in the triumph of her escape at the end, like, you know, that was like a major theme is they want to escape. What I didn't know, and I thought it was weird in the early goings was that um they didn't have southern accents the slaves like the one girl talked the way we would talk today and i was like oh, wow really? they did a terrible fucking like they couldn't she couldn't even do a southern <laughs> accent like yeah like i thought maybe uh, they just got her from the north or something like that no 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 but what i didn't what i didn't realize is that like 50 miles away people were going to walmart 
like yeah. you know what i mean like you know i didn't realize that they had like this crazy like you know like <laughs> game preserve where they had like all this land built like i thought when well, the that girls was a hit in the in the beginning that that because obviously they would have had that southern accent that so that was like a hint that the like things weren't the normal and i didn't even yeah i thought it was just like really bad casting yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you didn't think that like it made something uh suspicious about it the, the, the time period it was set in no i i thought it was just bad casting i was uh, just like <laughs> what the fuck and well, because everybody else seemed to have southern accents yeah. like everybody else did yeah so i was just like you know um but oh well, i guess the main character didn't really have that much of an accent he was but, but she was real quiet she yeah, was, she was very quiet. So it was kind of it was hard to tell, but yeah, that's something I I didn't even think about that that was a little hint. But yeah, because then then like what like 30, 40 minutes into the movie, it switches to what you think is like the future, but it was actually the past because it passed before the uh, opening uh, scene and uh, and yeah, so I was like, oh, is this like her ancestor? Is she gonna? I was like, does this deal with like time travel? Because Jenna. Uh, Malone, Malona or Jen, Jenna Malone shows up. And then, that was I was real happy about that. Yeah, and then uh, when she's in the hotel and, and like she like goes through her stuff and I was like, oh, she's gonna like you know kidnap her and send her back in time to like yeah. work as a slave or something. And or then, like she was like like a dimensional traveler and she was yeah. gonna pull her back into this dimension where like I guess time stood still in like the early. 18 late 1700s whenever that was supposed to be like they don't uh buy slaves anymore they just take them from the future and bring them yeah like you know like like, (laughs) yeah something like that i mean that would have been kind of cool if that they had gone in that direction i think that would have been better than what they did but you know kidnaps her and like takes her to this yeah to the village pretty much yeah and forces them to you know what was the point of that girl's night out Oh, it was for for some book that she was promoting. She was no, I get that. I'm saying like, what was, what were the writers and what was the director aiming to accomplish with that scene, with that part of the story? Because them them going out and having a girls' night, like you know, out in the town, going to have a girls' night out, and they were showing that like uh, she's like this really outspoken woman and her friends are really outspoken because you notice like things started to go amiss at the uh at the at the hotel when or i mean i i mean i'm not black so i wouldn't know uh how uh things happen all the time i'm not aware of you know maybe that happens all the time but i like the way the uh the the um you know the attendant at the hotel kind of like looked at her even though she was like super polite and was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get reservations. And then when they got to the restaurant, they were trying to see them by the kitchen and stuff like that. I mean, that might happen all the time. I have no idea. Uh, but, you know. So, like, you felt like that. it was like they were trying to make comparisons of like how even this far into the future, things have not, like, wounds haven't healed, people are not equals, like, you think they were trying to make, like, some... I think they were just showing... They were just showing people's, you know, immediate biases, or, like, their, you know, racism, even though it wasn't right out front, on Front Street. 
know, yeah, or at least the um, the person at the hotel and the and the kitchen staff. But then, like, yeah, it was showing their night out to like show that how outspoken and stuff were, and then like that's why that she was chosen was because yeah. of uh, because she was so outspoken and like it was well, they, yeah, they illustrated that when like they had her on the lecture circuit. Like I understood the point of that scene. Yeah, she was outspoken she was empowered she talked about religion race things like that like i got that i didn't understand what the point of the girls night out was at all like i just i saw this like euro trip for or like for you know 15 minutes i thought they could have taken that time and like started like actually having backstory and developing other characters that had been taken into that plantation like for example i knew i knew the one man that was there from that had like the collar around his neck and the bells in the beginning like i knew him as an actor i had seen him in other stuff you know you knew no they only got him yeah this we're not talking about lumberjack man here i don't know the cast personally (laughs) um but i uh, I thought you saw him in another scene or something like that in the in one of the future no I, i i know him as an actor like I've seen him in other films and yeah. uh, he had an extremely small part yeah and I, I thought oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I thought they could have taken the time of, that they were at that ridiculous restaurant where the girl was like you know jiving with the one fucking uh guy that like tried to send them a drink or something like that and they tried to get into like some i don't know if that was supposed to be like a comedy act there or whatever the fuck it was yeah. but like I-, I thought they could have taken that time and like done something more constructive that actually furthered the plot and the story um rather than having like a quirky girls night out so I, it that just didn't work for me um, yeah. and the movie the movie wasn't long like like i said i did not think the characters were very i don't know i didn't care a lot for the characters yeah. like there wasn't like obviously don't get me wrong i have sympathy <laughs> for the yeah. fact that they were taken yeah and, yeah forced to roll i mean that's what i wanted to talk about like for a minute or two and i had expressed this to you in private i don't like i don't understand like really who that facility like what that role-playing thing was for obviously horrific racists that want to like relive the glory days that they never got to in the south like i understand you (laughs) abducting I understand you abducting the women to have like some kind of like, you know, prostitute, like, you know, like really disgusting kinky theme prostitution ring where women were just forced to be sex slaves, but they captured men too that were not used as sex slaves. Instead, they were forced to pick cotton all day long constantly being in character the people weren't like i mean they were wearing old confederate uniforms in like 100 degree heat every single day they had to constantly have them role playing like i do not i i I don't know (laughs) that's just so ridiculous and remember how 
I think you answered your own question. There. Well, no, you remember how I was saying, like, because cotton today is made with machines. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's synthetic, you know what I mean? Unless you go buy, like, good organic homegrown cotton. Like, you know what I mean? You mostly have something that was, like, you know, uh, mass-produced uh, using, you know, chromium materials. But, like, remember I was – it was it was weighing on me i was like why did they have them out there picking cotton day in day out from dusk till dawn like why on earth was that shit happening or excuse me from dawn till dusk um <laughs> why why was that happening well i had uh mentioned it to a friend and they were like oh i saw anvelum yeah it was bad and they were like um they burn the cotton in front of them after every day and they sent me a link to it and i was like oh yeah they do so at the end of the day after they had picked all that cotton the other plantation you know the other plantation masters would while they were still picking the cotton at the end of the day would have barrels and they were dumping the barrels in a big bonfire and they were burning their hard day labors in front of them I did not know that when I first watched the movie. Did that happen in the movie or just yes, in Yes, it happened in the movie. It's oh, a very, very quick scene. Oh, okay. I missed that brief. too. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if, you turn your head for, if you turn your head for five seconds, you would not see that. But like, like I said, the, one of the reasons I'm mentioning it is that that was so brief. And rather than have that stupid, cheesy girls night out at the restaurant, like they could have shown something like that. Like they could have explained like at the end of the day to further degradate and fucking like, you know, um, enslave these people. They actually reap the psychological warfare by showing them how worthless they were to them by burning their day of labors in front of their eyes. Like they could have really made this story into something powerful. And to me, it just kind of fell short. There were things I liked, um, but like for the most part, like I don't know what this movie was trying to be. I don't know. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I miss I miss that part as well, and uh, yeah, that that's something they should have uh, really looked in at. But I was gonna say you had answered your own question. It was it was for the the racist white people who uh, didn't didn't get to live during that era. It was for them. Like that's who it was for. <laughs> it wasn't for anyone else. But yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I'm more optimistic, and like I guess I just don't think that there's like armies of people that want to role play the confederate states like because they had confederate armies coming there and um i don't know but maybe you know maybe that's just um maybe that's just me as like a white male like maybe i'm naive maybe i'm out of touch with what's really going on. i mean hey i'm not a southerner you know, I've never, yeah, I've yeah. never experienced that. Like I've heard people talk about the South rising again, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. Um, and like, I, I get it that it was like appropriately placed in the time it came out being that we're in a very uncertain divided situation in present day America. I mean, without like delving into politics too much, like I understand the symbolism, like, 
these things are not lost on me, but I don't really know what this movie's audience, like, I don't know who this movie was for. Yeah, I I see it definitely. It's like it was jumbled to me. It was definitely missing something. Like, um, it could have used a little more, I mean, I don't know if we necessarily needed background on, on some of the other people that were enslaved as well, but, like, maybe, like, who the main guy was that was doing a lot of the abuse because the only hint exactly like were they senators you know what i mean like were they people they had to be people of immense power and influence to have an area mentioned it while she was like trying to like shoot at um the main girl but it was like you you didn't get rid you got you got her character and like that was it you were like she's some type of headhunter who's like real rich that works for some company and then yeah. she said something about her father but like yeah i could have used like maybe a news report at the end instead of the fbi uh going through could have been like oh such and such senator or such and such a, a corporate corporation or billion she was raising her daughter like that too yeah they had that's the thing too so her daughter was in a constant role play scenario. Everyone yeah. was just in like, who were the other guards that were out there in that hundred degree heat, like fucking disciplining the slaves? Like they, like their lie, like they woke up one day and were like, I want to be in a role play. I want to be a Southern plantation master. I want to be out there in the traditional garb in hundred degree heat. And that's what I want to do every goddamn day. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like I, their hatred. Uh, maybe I'm just too obsessed on, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just too obsessed on certain specifics, but like, I don't know. Like uh, maybe I'm thinking too into it, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think it's worth checking out. Like I would recommend that people see it and develop like, you know, their own opinions, see what their own impressions were. But for me, this was a dud that, uh, I'm moving on from. Yeah. Yeah. It was just missing that, uh, little extra something that could have made it, uh, really. And I think we can both agree that it was very poorly marketed because it was marketed as a horror sci-fi and it and was neither sci-fi at all <laughs> like it was thriller horror maybe it, 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 yeah, there, i mean i'm not saying there weren't elements of suspense yeah um but it wasn't it wasn't your stereotypical horror movie and it definitely wasn't science fiction. Again, I, I just don't I know. Say, yeah. I would say, more I don't know what thriller. audience they were trying to appeal to. Yeah. I would say more of a thriller than a horror, but I mean that kind of thrill and horror kind of, you know, blur. You know, I guess I've been uh, Kevin Dock and uh, I'm Brandon Keck with me as always. And, always. Uh, Take care, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace.